Let's do it. Wait, ready, Charlie, ready. Do not panic. They can't even hear that, can you? Yeah, oh yeah. Do not, do not panic. Do not panic. That's <laughs> Lysol right there. <laughs> Remain calm. Too late for that, Charlie. Damn, this guy's doing this. I was like, you know, we got cooties. Let's just end breaking this. No more bullshit. No more bullshit. No bullshit. Hey, Charlie. Remain calm. This is your government. We are here to help. Remain calm. Stay in your homes. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. With the toilet paper. I don't... Get it. I don't get it either. An emergency. In the pe- in the pe- <laughs> toilet paper. It's my toilet paper. It's a national outrage. <laughs> yeah. My ass is chafed. <laughs> you better have a better. I need, I need that two ply. <laughs> two ply is a depression, Bob. Right. One ply, I guess. Use your hand. Uh, Why is all the toilet paper gone and right next to it all the soap is still on the counter? No, that's gone too. What's wrong with you? Jeez. Oh, Everything's Jesus. gone. I guess I'm here Not my first, not my first rodeo. This here, this leftover from Saddam Hussein. Remember the, the mustard gas and the Cipro and the, uh, what was the other one? The, uh. The, the Anthrax. 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 Yeah, remember Anthrax, that? Yeah. I still got a um, what do you call that? A tough book for the Y two K. Oh jeez. What do you relax? Yeah. I mean, be smart. But it's Charlie. I think people like, you know, just this whole thing. It gi- to me, I think it gives people a sense of belonging because everybody buys into it. You get to talk to people in the store. Let's talk about. We're it. all in it together. Exactly. Like you always say. We are social creatures. Yeah. Hey, can you turn up my headphones for me? Or is that just my ears ringing from that? Is that it? <laughs> is that it? Am I it right? could no. be the earphones are ringing. The other one? The other one? Okay. That's check, that's check, 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 check. Oh, oh, no. I'm guessing that works. All right, look. This, look. I have lived through fires, mudslides, 9-11, earthquakes. Okay, you want to know what you should have in your home. This is no bullshit news. This is what you need. Are you listening, Joey? Yeah. Okay. Oh, he talked. <laughs> Cover your mouth when you talk. <laughs> He's got Lysol right here. Really Look, good. you need toilet paper. No, that's no. that's not in your emergency kit. You need a bag of rice, bag of rice, a box of bullets, a pack of batteries, a bottle of scotch, five gallons of gas, a bar of soap, and a subscription to Netflix. I got all that. This is how you ride it out. 
right? Toilet paper, it's embarrassing. All the stories in China. Did you ever hear one about toilet paper? None. No. God, we're pansies. Stop it. This is what you do. <laughs> you get soap. And if you run out of toilet paper, you hang your ass over the bathtub. You turn on the spigot. You wash your ass and then wash your hands. Is that like a poor man's bidet? That's exactly what it is, Karen. And you've got plenty of water because you all bought 12 cases of water. Why is everybody buying water? Like what? I don't know. There's no, there's no earthquake. Charlie, people are buying everything. They're panicking. The shelves are empty. The frozen sections are empty. I just came back from Trader Joe's. Everybody, everything's gone. Did Everything they, did they still have gone. wine? Yeah, the wine was okay, still Okay, okay, that's fine. All right, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it's my priority. And if you're worried about water, go get some chlorine tablets or iodine drops. That, that'll, that'll make, you don't want to drink too much iodine, but it takes the, you know. Impurities. Impurities. The, the, and... Not the impurity, but the, you know, the, the bacteria in one. It'll kill right. it, right? That's so, an impurity. Yeah, but again, a virus is not a disease. That's true. I want to impress that upon our chief medical officer of the state. It's a virus, not a disease. Right. We'll be okay, but listen to the government. And it's not a racist Chinese disease. And black people are contracting it, because that's the other thing that's circulating on Twitter, that black people aren't contracting uh, the disease. What is wrong (laughs) with this country? Look, (laughs) viruses are the second worst creation on earth the worst being humans humans are worse than viruses because we have the same behaviors we eat we eat we eat we destroy until the organism's dead and then we die with it except viruses people know no race they know no class they know no geographic boundary they know no age they're not they don't discriminate they jump from one of us to the next we're all human beings it's outrageous the way people are that's, that's social it. media too. So, and, and again, everybody does the piling on. You know, I heard, I saw. Let me share. Let me repeat without any, you know, validation of what right. I said. So, okay. So, what, here's the thing: the response has been terrible. Everybody's confused. The president's a dope. The governor's a dope. Right? Mixed messages late at night. We will give you what you need to know really simply. Really no bullshit. Simply, no bullshit because we did the work. Talk to big medical professors. We'll bring that to you. We will also bring you Chris Cabrera of the National Border Patrol Union. Member of the border? Member Texas? What's going on there? What's, it's now migrant season. The weather's changed. It's not cold. It's not hot. They'll be coming. What's happened to the conditions down there? What are they doing about the COVID-19 virus, which is coronavirus? So, you know, we try to think. Well, everybody's looking at their butthole. We're trying to... Yeah, Joey's like, what do you mean? Toilet paper, toilet bro. Toilet paper. Toilet, but <laughs> why, why is that? Why is it when there's an emergency, we're thinking about our toilet butts? Paper. I don't know, Charlie. But Ameri- I, got, I want you to wash your hands. I mean, you know... You know what I hate about that? It what? makes them dry. I don't care, Charlie. I see, use lotion. I see too many people, especially even women, well, I'm not in the men's room, but they use the, the restroom and they just walk out of the door. Like who and they don't did, wash their hands? Who did not teach you? Yes. Oh, and, my God. But this God. has been happening all along. So hopefully this puts people in the frame of better uh, health care practices. And, and just, yeah. Well, Jeez. as a guy, I don't really, like, you should touch anything when yeah, I'm taking a Yeah, you do, Charlie. What do you just, I don't want to well, know, what, what but you, you should still wash your hands. 
My my meat is is clean. It's USDA prime. Charlie, this is what we said before. Everybody (laughs) thinks their germs are okay. Dirty junk. Come on already. Wash your hands. Just wash your hands. Just wash your hands. They look just they're dry. See? And then I go like this. You're like the guy who oh, I mean, what do you want? The tables. There's nothing wrong with my germs. Look at Joey. <laughs> He's ah, right. I, I licked myself and touched my touched eye. Touched my eye. Oh, no. Okay, but before, you know, let's... Uh, um, I'm leaving. Word from our sponsors. <laughs> American Coney Island. Let me tell you something. Now you'll listen to me. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Indeed. I, it's all scrubbed down, washed out. I know. I'm the guy... I know the products we're using, right? It's a beautiful place. It's all wiped down. It's clean. Don't panic. By the way, for this month of national step back and stay at home, they're going to try to put a delivery system together. Oh, good. Deliver it to you, right? Social distancing, Social distancing. That's the word. Thank you. i got to break that down. Social (laughs) Distancing. Yes. Boy, do we know about that in the, the Michigan, don't we? It's called segregation. <laughs> we all know how to do it. It ain't going to be hard. Social distancing. distancing. People give people church hugs now. Yep. They, they cater, by the way. If, if, you, if you, uh, you're hungry, you ran out of food, Coney Kit's an excellent, excellent. Deliver to your door on ice. Maybe you can't right. get to the grocery store. Right. You order the kit, Coney Kit. Right. Remember, supporting you, America's oldest family-owned restaurant, American Coney Island, downtown Detroit. Go to AmericanConeyIsland.com. Uh, give them a call. See if they are delivering. If you don't want to go into the streets, you're still you're a necessary government employee, and you have to go to work, but you don't want to go outside. American but you got to eat. Yeah. Now, you know what I noticed? I'm going to tell you something, folks. Our homeland security, we have it in the city, we have it in the county, we have it in the state, we have it in the country. It's terrible. What are these bureaucrats doing all day? This is a dry run. Joey, think about this. Nothing, nothing, no, no major catastrophes happened yet. But if you look, look at Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. right? Look, look at our response to stuff. Like, what is the plan here? There's kids who aren't going to school that depend on food. There are kids going to school who don't have computers. It's true. How are we going to get them their homework? This three is, weeks. What, what are you guys doing? See, this isn't normal. No, my, and, my, and my uh, friends around here, yeah. that doesn't work his way in L.A. and New York. Demand more. Well, not only demand more, but the Trump administration is is talking about uh, kicking seven hundred thousand people off food stamps. Really? Now you're going to kick them off food stamps? Now? Yeah, I'm not for that. No, that's ridiculous. And, and wait a minute. I mean, if, well, we can get into this all day long. We will. I'm thinking. We shut people's water off. The governor refused to turn it back on a month ago. Now they're calling it a health emergency. We subsidize food. We subsidize rent, right? Subsidize transportation. Taxes are progressive. The richer you are, the more you pay in percentage. What's the deal with shutting off water? Ontario combines water and power. And if you don't pay your bill, your power gets shut off. But everybody knows... You don't shut off water. Right. And if you want to be a racist or an asshole or the Facebook smart guy, again, lack of water, cruel guy, breeds disease. Disease sure. jumps to everybody. If you're not a human, or I guess if you're not liberal, right. then be we're, selfish. We're going to own the libs. There's a reason we have sewers. 
But you know, Charlie, the, right? That's true. But this is a thing. I, and and I, I saw the other day where people whose water had been shut off that they were calling to participate in this $25, you know, restart program that they couldn't get through. So, you know, I mean, but if in fact water is an issue now, water is an issue all the time because people should be practicing cleanliness. Water is, you know, the liquid for life. Anyway, I mean, is this just for show? Is this just to, I mean, what is it? I don't know. It seems like it's for show, you know, which is terrible. And so what happens when the, when the virus passes? You turn right. the water back off? Turn the water yes, back that, off. That is what's going to happen. That is what's going to happen. Right, that's not smart. So now we see it again. This is the consequence. Well, and clearly, though, if, if they can afford to turn the water back on and charge people 25 bucks a month, you know, to, to maintain their water service, why can't they do that after? Exactly. Because I don't want to pay. Now, listen, man. Listen, this, this is how it works. Don't forget how it works, folks. You own a home. We all own a home. Let's say Bob's is worth $250. Mine's worth $500, let's say, right? You put a millage on homes for infrastructure in your community. For like, in my community, replacing the sewer pipes. That means my home that's worth more than yours, I'm paying more for the sewer. Right. You, 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 the shits you take are bigger than mine, and yet I got to pay more. That's how it works. It is how it works. I mean, base, I don't Because your pay. house is worth more than mine. I, I'm not, I agree. Yeah. But I also I don't want to pay for a guy the rest of his life. Feed, feed an able-bodied man the rest of his life when he doesn't want to go do something. But Jesus. But there's a, there's a, a and they, they said this, when they were talking about, um, I guess there was a program that had been rolled out a couple years ago, or they were trying to introduce for people to uh, a payment program. and For water? Part, for water. But part of the copy read, you pay, a, you pay a small fee each month to help pay the bills for those who don't. We do that in everything. I know, but I'm just, I'm saying, and then I, I, this, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but when you pay your bills, your bills go up. It's like, oh, they can pay this $300 water bill. We're going to make it $350. That's Karen, because she's the, she's the work in government. That's, yeah. that's what she used to do I'm to us. Telling, she knows. No, I would never do that. You did it. No, I did not do that, Charlie. Did it. I did not. I would never. I'm on the but paying But you're right, side. though. That's how that works. I'm on the paying side. Okay, okay look. Let me, let me get this through. Because you, okay. you guys, you know when I get up in the morning in my underpants and I write that thing down? Like right. the, the show rundown? We got it. So can I get these commercials done? <laughs> <laughs> So what do you want us to do, Charlie? Nothing, nothing. Uh, do this commercial. All right, give it to me. Yeah. Which commercial this am I doing? One, right? you'll, you'll find All out right. when you read it. I know a lot of guys in the construction business wanting to know what to look out for when they're doing business in downtown. I assume that's downtown Detroit. Who's on the up and up? Who does business the right way? How do you navigate the bureaucracy and keep to the rules and grow your business? I refer them to Barry Ellentuck. Barry Ellentuck. Whom I happen to know, actually, at ADR Consultants. He's is he honest. Good? Is he good? Is he yes, honest? He is. he is. He's a good guy. Honest, ethical, smart. Call 248-318-9424 for a consultation, whether it's government or private industry. Reduce your costs. Increase your bottom line. ADR Consultants are experts in procurement, government compliance, information technology, and property management. Get the job done right, on time, on budget. ADR Consultants, 248 318 Nine four two eight, ADR, competent. Callberry, wow. hey, that's great. Nice job. Wow, that's extra. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> See, now give me a little something extra in the check this week. Yeah, I have to donate that <laughs> to the to the blood bank. <laughs> Please do. Go to the 
blood and, bank. And everybody else should as well. Should you go to the blood bank if you think you have coronavirus? No. No. Excellent. Don't go, any, don't go anywhere if you think you have it. Okay, or you know what you else. should do? I'm going to tell you what you should do. I don't know what the government's doing because I don't know what you should do. So this is what I did. I called a prominent surgeon in one of the big hospitals. That's why I can't mention his or her name because they don't want to be seen as speaking officially. Everything's pretty hairy and nobody wants to be seen as criticizing. But this is a surgeon from a big hospital. So big deal. Right. Big deal. Somebody I trust when, it, you know, it, when you're a reporter, I always say to the young people getting in the job, have the five numbers, right? Understand the person that can explain like the power goes out. Somebody could explain politics, somebody in the police department, somebody in, you know, the medical field, medical field or like Homeland Security. You, you got to have that go to. This is from the go to simple language, folks. Ready? Here we go. Do me a favor. Old people stay home because your system is weak. Have your young people run your errands, go shop for you. Simple. Two, do not hoard. <laughs> Go shop, get a little extra. The whole point is not to make as many trips, right? <laughs> it's, it's not an incubation. It's not a gas chamber. Get, just get a little extra. God, I hope not. Relax. Not to ever not go to the store again, ever. Right. <laughs> cut, right. Cut down on your trips is the point. The goal is to have the coronavirus beat itself. When you get it, your body fights, it creates antibodies, and then it die, you're not a carrier anymore. Right. That's why we're quarantining ourselves. Who's ever got it, fights it, beats it, wins, and the thing dies out. And they don't spread it while they're That's contagious. exactly Excellent, Bob. Yeah. Um, yes, masks do help. Forget what they're telling you. This is a medical profession. That's why they wear them. But unless you're expecting somebody to goober in your face... Right? Or you're going to sneeze on people. You don't need them. The medical professionals who are handling all of us need them. If you're going to go out, wash your hands. And here's a way to protect yourself. Wear clean gloves. Clean ones. Go out and wear clean gloves. That way you're not touching everything. Um, If you think you've got it. Right? What do you do? Call your doctor. If you have no doctor, you call urgent care. You call the hospital ahead of time. I called the hospitals, and as soon as it, you know, you get the message, it says if you think you have coronavirus, and they lead you through it. So what you want to do is find out what they want you to do when you come in. You don't want to just go to your Don't doctor, just go in. Right? Touch everybody in the waiting room. Cough while you're Cough, waiting. Cough, yeah. right? There's protocol. That's all you got to do. Forget going to, you know, some number online when you don't have a computer. Call up. Ask what you should do. Wash before you go and go do it. I don't know if they have enough testing kits yet to get back to you immediately. They, do. they don't. don't. Yeah. So either. But don't worry about that. Just do that. Get some food, but don't go crazy. Take care of your old people. Wash your hands. And if you think you have something... Call ahead of time before you go to seek treatment. Huh? Simple. And And don't go out as much. And doable. Yeah. And I know some people. Well, and and taking care of your old people might mean don't go visit them. 
you know, because you might be carrying it. You might be spreading it. Or be cautious if you do. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Because they should they should stay in because their immune systems are possibly more yeah. compromised than ours. So if you have to go visit them, yeah, put a scarf, a mask on. Be protective. Make sure your hands are clean. Go in, deliver what they need, clean up, and then leave. Like, right. you know, you don't need to expose or extend the visit unnecessarily. Hey, Ma? Hey, Ma? Yes, sir. How are you? I'm well, honey. How are you? Good. Did you go to Did you go to the store today? I did. What is wrong with you? <laughs> well, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> I needed some stuff, Mom. I love you, but it would you know that that first and foremost, I love you. But to be selfish here, if you got coronavirus and died, it's really embarrassing for me. Well, I'm going to die, whatever from, and <laughs> I don't intend to barricade myself into this wretched mess that's being created, and I have raised you the same way. I, I don't live in fear. You live uh, with Jimmy. You. Uh, you live with Jimmy, and that's why you're trying to get out of the house. Well, that could be part of it also. <laughs> you know, my sons are, you know, perennial little objects. <laughs> and... Charlie, your mom needs a stage and a microphone. <laughs> mom, was that a cough? Yes, yeah, so you oh. probably get it. I went to see my mom uh, May last week, week before, and I must confess it's a cigarette cough. <laughs> I said, "I love you." I got the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to clear the path, that's all you have to do now. So it does have its disadvantages. <laughs> Start wiping your eyes and coughing. Uh, mom, do you wash your hands thoroughly after you go to the bathroom? I never go to the bathroom. That's my mom. <laughs> She's just like Karen. She's a princess. My mom's a princess. Listen, Mom, where'd you go today? I went to Myers. Myers? Um, it's Myers. It's, it's Ma- you went to Mass. Oh, that, yeah. that's and then interesting. I went to, uh, to Myers. They didn't close down the church? The I'm sorry? They didn't close down the church? No. Huh. God has to live somewhere. True that. He it, does in our hearts. That's right. right he lives in our hearts, Mom. Well, that's, that's the case. But, you know, sometimes actions are and much better than just saying, hey, I love you. What was the scene at Myers? What I'm sorry. What, what, was, the what scene? was this? What was the scene like? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I will tell you, sweetheart. It was like um, Caesar crossing the Rubicon. <laughs> only when I got there, after I passed the waters, I'm thinking, okay, this is panic personified. What'd you say? Give me some details, because I don't shop. Lucky man. Oh, I got to tell you something. On a side note, I tell you how much I don't shop. You know when uh, Jack passed away? Yes. That's my mom's second husband. And uh, we were staying at his condo. And um, he had all these packages of unopened underwear. And I took two packs, Ma. Oh. I took a dead man's underwear. Charlie. He didn't leave me anything. He wasn't going to use them. Apparently, he left you his underwear. Or maybe he didn't want you to have those either. (laughs) But at least that's it. They were still in the package. (laughs) But now I don't have to go get underwear in this mass, you know. Hysteria. Hysteria. So it also helps if you don't wear any, so then you'll never have to be concerned. She's hip. Well played. Your mom's sassy. She's totally hip from from the 60s. 60s. I once uh, uh, was interviewing, um, what's, what's that? Uh, uh, Oliver Stone, right? Yeah, yeah, the director. Yeah, the the guy that was rich and then became yeah, super liberal. And, yeah. and my mom, you know, grew up like a blue collar Democrat and became super conservative. And I asked Oliver Stone. My mom called him up in the middle of, in the middle of the interview. My mom calls, 
and she bitches him out <laughs> that he sold out. And I asked Oliver Stone, because it was about the movie W, George Bush, and I asked him, what do you think his cock looks like? And he's like, what? what? I'm not, I don't want to go there. And then afterwards, I called my mom, and I said, Mom, what did you say to him? You stunned him, she told me. And then I said, Mom, what, what do you think George Bush's cock looks like? And my mom says, well, obviously, it leans to the right. <laughs> oh my god super it's hit a family this affair it is super hit my mom so now mom, we know where it comes from so mom she what, hung up on you charlie did no you, i'm here what would you see in myers i mean can, can you t- can you give some people some advice what did you see and how should they behave uh, the only thing i would tell you very short and sweet and, and it's not welcome in the current climate uh get a grip quit the panic if uh if you if you keep doing what you're doing, a virus will not kill you. It will be stress. Amen. Wow, Ma. We need to have her on the show. Yeah, Ma. Will you come in, like, uh, soon? Sit in studio with us? Oh, is, is that's where you're at, sweetie? Yeah. I'm, oh. in the, I'm in the garden mezzanine at Drew's house. The lower okay. level. The basement. That sounds intriguing. The garden mezzanine sounds delightful. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so what did you get at the store? What did you hoard? I... Hoarded nothing. Actually, I walked up and down the aisles. Just, um, I went earlier. All right, uh, after mass, I went, and a young woman came out with two children and very harried. And she said, "Are you going in?" I said, "Yes." And the, the parking lot was just loaded. And she said, "I would advise you not to." She said, "It is so bad in there." She said, "And people are panicking." So I came home, and uh, then I. Decided now, okay, maybe maybe it's lightened a wee bit, and I would go back, and I did. And um, the shelves, empty shelves, and as I said, I, I you crossed the Rubicon, walked in, and I thought that this is what panic looks like. It it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, shelves totally empty. Uh, there wasn't a, a roll of toilet paper to be had. Um, and other people were telling people, well, okay, they're out here, but try this store. Somebody said they have it here. Somebody <laughs> said they have it here. Like I have never dealer. seen anything like that in my life, and I have seen a lot. Wow. Um, so did you, you went to go sightsee, didn't you? Basically, yes. Oh, my God, Mom, you're old. <laughs> Good for you. Mom, that's a Petri dish of pestilence, and you're in there sightseeing? That's it's, all wrong. It's a Petri dish of manufactured panic. Yeah, wow. I dig my mom. My mom's doing tours and not even not even posting on Facebook. And mom, did you see the governor's update uh, about what we should and should not do on Facebook Live? No. Why not? Well, because I don't live in that world, and I don't need uh, somebody with even less experience than I have telling me what I need to do. So, point taken there. What do you mean you don't have Facebook Live? No, I you, don't even know what it is. Oh, a, a governor. Ding, 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 ding. Um, my mom, very sharp, very hip, as you can hear, doesn't even know what I'm talking about. Maybe you could put out your bulletins in the daylight with pe- where people can ask questions. And I, I, I'm sorry, mom. I'm, I'll get a message to the governor that you're not getting. I don't want it. So please don't bother. I'm not interested. I, um, uh, it, it doesn't matter to me, Charlie, and I'm, you know, one of those people that are seriously, you know, uh, 
watch out for your age and yada yada and, and it, here I am and I'm it, it it's it's silly. I'm sorry. It really is silly and it bothers me that they really don't do their research other than this kind of crazy, crazy talk. And with all the testing they've done, it would probably behoove them to say, well, okay, we've taken this many tests and yada, yada. Um, this many turned out negative. You know, you, you get the positive. You don't get the balance. Do you really want to hear this? And, and then all the cases that they have detected, okay, well, we've been in it long enough now with your 14-day uh, theory. How many, let's say you take 100. Okay, how many of those 100 people have totally recovered as they would from the flu? I understand it has its downside, doesn't everything. Put it in perspective, and, and they're de- I just feel they're deliberately not doing that. And my trip to the grocery store was proof of that. As a matter of fact, after that, I went to uh, Walgreens Drugstore. I thought, okay. Mom! Spreading it around all over. <laughs> yeah, and I thought, this is, they're not inhabited, so they, you know, they'll have a package of uh, toilet tissue, right? They were totally sold out. Their oh shelves gosh. are totally empty. What are we doing? I don't know, Mom. But if if the shit hits the fan, Mom, I'm going to come get you, all right? No pun Come get me for what? Dinner. <laughs> she said, come get her for Dinner. What? For dinner? Yeah. Okay, but I, I really don't need... Can we go to some place that's really crowded? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, look, Mom, um, we, we're going to have... Um uh, the Border Patrol guy on, but uh, I love oh, you. Oh, no, please do your work, honey, yeah. and I love you. Can you do me a, can you do me a favor? Yes. Can, can you put Jimmy on the phone, please? Surely. Okay. Hold on just a moment. That's your brother, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's living with my mom right now. Hello? Hey, bro, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, dude, what what the fuck are you letting mom, like, drive around and go to Myers and... Uh, and uh, Walgreens for her. And, and, like, be a tourist in the middle of a, you know, a plague and shit. I said before, you're not going to stop, Mom. She wanted to go to Myers. I'm not going to stop her from going to Myers. You know goddamn well. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. You know damn well that's not going to happen. I don't even know why you're asking me that. <laughs> you, you know. You go- yeah, she's oh, going to the casino. What's she, she going to the casino? You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna let her go to the casino, dude. dude what do you mean? Am I gonna let her? Look at her laugh. Can you hear her? Yes. She's okay then. Tie her up. Am I going to let her? Jesus Christ, dude. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Dude, how about this? Like, you put her in the car, you tell her you're going to take her to the casino, and you just drive around her, the old bat just falls asleep. Yeah, right. That's good. Good call, Charlie. I think I think we both know a little better than that, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's up? Are you at Drew's house, or? Yeah, you're on the air right now, man. Oh, am I shit? Yeah. <laughs> well, don't, don't Drew, swear. I said, hey. No, uh, uh, fuck Drew, man. It's, it's our show. <laughs> I'll tell Karen, hey, this is Karen. You never met hey, Karen. T- well, tell him I said, hey. Say hi to Karen. This is my brother, Jim. Hi, Jim. That's not your brother uh, I met at your uh, house? Uh, That's, Frank. you doing? That's Frankie. That's Frankie. Frankie. Okay. Hey, Jimmy, how you doing? Good, how are you? Fine, thanks. And this is Bob. You know Bob, don't Jimmy, you? Jimmy, we met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, Bob? Good to, good to see you, man. Good to hear from you. And this yeah, is, good this to is, see you, too. This is, Joey the, this is Joey the mannequin. <laughs> he waved. Oh, okay, then. How you doing, Joey? I'll see you tonight. I think he moved. <laughs> not sure. You know these right millennials. On. All right, Jimmy, I love you, man. All right, I love you, too, bro. Wash your hands a lot. Yeah, I'll wash my hands and everything else. Have fun at the casino. <laughs> yeah, all right, man. <laughs> Can you imagine Charlie's house at Thanksgiving? No. Or her Christmas dinner or some other family gathering. Huh. My mom 
stop doing them. Good for her. She's a smart lady. Because they're a shit show. They are a shit oh, show. Are, no, I mean, there's... No, it sounds like a reality show in the making to me. Ours are, ra- <laughs> ours are rowdy. Yeah. I, I just remember, I don't know what it was, but you had some of your family at your house. They were there. You said Frankie, I believe, was your mom there? She's been there, saying. yeah. It was interesting. It was very energetic. Let me say that. <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> we're a big, old, loud Catholic family. We love yep. each other. Huh? And it yeah. shows. And you it hear shows. my brother. I'm not fucking stopping her. <laughs> my mom's doing tours. Oh. You blame her? She wants to see for herself, Charlie. So you go down to the casino, make a little money. So, yeah. you know, if there's any question where I come from, and that's part of me. I'm not like, after that. No question. <laughs> but I, I disagree with my mom. Look, I, I just say... If this is what medical experts feel that we must do, well, we don't all got to revolt. Like, just, just, right. I'm not going to go take a tour. I'm not freaking out. I am from my mom. You know, okay, I'm lying. <laughs> I went to the Wayne County Jail. Oh. You know, because first of all, let's do this. The, as Bob was saying, the national response has been unacceptable, scattered, not, poorly thought out. There's no tests. We're banning flights when the shit's already here. I, right. I'm not an expert, but I get so many mixed messages. And then the governor declares a state of emergency at 11 p.m. at night in the middle of Joe Biden's speech on something my mother's never heard of and gives me this. Washing our hands often and using 20, counting to 20 while you do it. Practice touching your face less often. Replace handshakes with elbow bumps and cover your mouth when you sneeze or cough with the crook of your arm or your upper arm. You mean sneezing the elbow I'm shaking with? That's it? That's the state of emergency? I must remind, where's she from? No. You guys, like, I don't know where she's she's from Michigan. She's from Michigan, but. Some high suburbs somewhere, right? Uh, I don't know. When you say state of emergency in the Detroit area, you gotta remember. We think National Guard. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And in New York... Not coughing into your elbow. The governor seals up New Rochelle, New York, sends the National Guard to scrub buildings. We're talking about sneezing in the arm. This has been so scattered. Did you see the one last night? Well, it, 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 it lacks. It was on Facebook lacks Live them. last night. Some of the stations carried it. Yeah. At 11... Yep. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm in bed. I'm yeah. not seeing... Canceling schools. That's when they canceled schools, too. That's when she canceled schools. At 11? Yeah. yeah. How many? But who was the one? Effective that, Monday. There was right. one person that Cancel kept, it tomorrow. That kept asking questions. It was like, I'm like, so who was in the audience? There was, only, there was only a couple people. There was, it wasn't an audience. Who were they? Because it was really, I, and I'm, th- I'm trying to think, I, I didn't catch the voice, but I'm thinking, who the hell is that in there answering these, asking these questions? And these questions sound pre-prepared. Staged. Right. Yeah. You know, this is ridiculous. Yeah, it was pretty, it wasn't impressive. No, and you know, you're letting the universities lead, the, the sports leagues lead, the, you know, schools themselves lead. It's so far behind on this. Yeah. Like, I, I just, my mom didn't hear any of it. And now she's getting cynical, doesn't want to hear any of it. Yeah, and she's, she's ready. She's responding the way she wants to. I mean. She's going to the casino. Yeah, I thought they were closed. I saw on Twitter last night that they were closing. The casino? And it could be, I could, you know, Twitter's not, you know, but Better I saw tell it, my. I saw it, I don't know. That's now here's, here's the other thing. This chief medical officer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Joni Caldoun. Okay, she has really nothing. 
you know, a, a few. I don't really know what the statistics she, are. She's the Wayne County Chief Medical Officer? Or no, she's the Chief Medical Executive the of the state of Michigan. Oh, the state of Michigan. And not to be political, but, you know, this is what I do, and you come to No Bullshit News Hour, you should expect more. Because this is the woman, she used to be the health director for Mike Duggan here in Detroit. This is the woman that said... That Make Your Day program with the mayor's girlfriend was a fabulous success. Really? When the data shows it was a fabulous failure. Right. She's also just got rung up for abuse of that a power in that position for creating jobs at salaries for people she preferred in there. The inspector general just rang her up and won more. Last year, in 2018, in fact, she said, this is the director of the health department, that water shutoffs did not pose a public health threat. This is who we got standing there. Like, who did we interview? Can we do better than this? We, we have no plan. It's scattered. You're doing Facebook Live at 11. You, you're telling me water's not an emergency. Now it's an emergency. Once the emergency passes, we're turning it off. So tell me that political connection, Charlie. Go ahead. Because it's, it's, it's obvious, but it's not. She didn't interview for that job. I mean, but let's talk a little bit about she that. She didn't? Come on, Charlie. Let's, this is an appointed position. Let's, let's talk about that, that, connect, that, that connectivity. Can you remember what you're going to say where I just yeah. get in here yeah. and start steaming? Go ahead. We deserve better than that because the last chief medical officer led us into Flint. Yeah. And, and a judge bowed him over for trial because he held back the fact that there was a Legionnaire's crisis, one of the biggest in the history of the country. And we're not going to do any better than that. And maybe she deserves it. Okay, I'll give it. I'll give that. God. Well, not necessarily. Come deserves. on, Michigan. Maybe she's qualified. I'm sure I, I, she I, is. But that's what I'm saying. Maybe that's the issue. But I just want, whether we talk about it or whether listeners just start to think about the connectivity between her support of involvement with uh, Mike Duggan and now her appointment at the state level. I mean, people don't always think about the connections, the the connections. I'm just, and just, just think about that for a minute. That's all. That's all I wanted to say. Just think about that. Let's go like this. Okay. Let's just think of the good old boy thing going on. And right. See, all the parties suck. It, it, they're corporations. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to moments like this where you need competence, competent people, you're not seeing it. And I know we're all feeling this. I'm not seeing it. And if I hope to God my mom's right. I hope this thing doesn't spin out because they don't really know about this virus. That's the thing. It's precautionary. But you get a look at it. I'm going to give you a, a for real. I promised this audience way back that we would stay on the Wayne County Jail. Back when Chicken Joe, before he fired himself, right? We were going to get in there and look at those conditions on a facility that's never passed a health inspection. Well, I went in there Monday, ladies and gentlemen. You, you can go to DeadlineDetroit.com. I wrote it. It's now making its rounds. It's, it's going around the country now. When you are looking for hot zones for viral transmission, you would, as the leader, have a map in your office and say, where do people congregate? 
the sports arenas. Mm-hmm. They which they've closed themselves. Yep. Schools which they've closed, which are now closing. I would close City Hall because it's not really necessary. Just keep the necessary people there, right? Go home. You would also look at prisons. The prisons, a third of them are quarantined now for influenza, not, not for corona, no visitors. Wow. You would look at <clears throat> jails, right? Mm-hmm. I looked at the jail, and here's what I saw. When you go into intake, right, where everybody goes, first of all, there are no security cameras. It's broke. They put you in a cell with everybody else. They process you. And then you go into the property room where you have a shower. The showers haven't worked in years. So this whole thing about transmission of virus, you're supposed to clean, right? Wash your hands. The showers don't work. The property room, when you take your clothes off, they put them in mesh bags. Mesh bags? Mesh bags. Every jail, and I've covered a lot of jails, Cook County, L.A. County, Rikers Island. I've been to a ton of them. got to be plastic bags. Yeah, they vacuum pack them. Vacuum yeah. pack them, right. They don't do that. So now the pestilence is getting on the deputies. The deputies who, man, they make 32000 to start and top out at fifty-five. They're oh. mandated to do 16-hour shifts. They have children. They got to handle these people. They go home and hug their children. Their children go to school or to the playground and play with your children. Yeah. The nurse is there, right? There are no cleaning crews. The, look, they do the best they can there. I know they do. The deputies and some inmates mop the floors. But when the governor of New York sends in the National Guard, our governor does nothing. Once they're processed, they're taken upstairs to an Orwellian room called quarantine. It's got a glass panel and bunk beds, and all these dudes are in this room together waiting to go to court. The showers in a lot of those drip or freezing, they don't use them. So now you got an, it's not a quarantine, it's an incubator. And again, the deputy's got to handle these guys. The nurse has got to look at these guys, right? Then you go to court. Then if you get bail, right, you're back out there. You're back out, yeah. So when I hear people say, fuck them, let them make toilet paper. I'm like, dude, save it. Don't. I'm a serious person. You know, I like to joke. This isn't anything to joke about. That's true. How did the jail get so bad? It was a brand new jail back in the uh, 90, inherited by Mike Duggan, Ed McNamara, and they starved that fucking thing. They starved it. It turned to rot, just like the DMC, right? Bob Picano took it over, let it rot. Then they went to build that new one, mishandled and stole all the money, and nobody yeah, nobody did a day. Out. Bob and I did that. And I'm I'm not gonna post any blame on the people running it now. They're doing the best they can. We're trying to build a new overpriced jail. But in the meantime, madam, this is a nexus mm-hmm. for it's just inhumane. It's a petri dish. It's inhumane to do yeah. it to, to the deputies, to to the commanders, to the inmates. To the inmates. To the community at large. To all yeah. of us. Now, I talked to the head of jails last night. I dropped that story Wednesday morning. It was Thursday night. I hadn't heard from the state. Wow. I put a call into the state. It's the old, you can ignore me, madam. You know, they were going to ignore me in the county, but they figured it was smarter 
to do it, and I'm trying to do everybody right. I'm, I voted for nobody on Tuesday. I'm nonpartisan. I, I, I'm, I'm for all of you out there and your children and yours and you and you, Bob, and your grandkids. I'm for that. How can you sit there? Like, what is this, a pride thing? Get some fucking portable showers in that jail. Fix the plumbing because the new jail's not going to be ready for a couple of years. We now are looking at the fact that water is life. We pay. My grandkids are going to pay for that Wayne County jail sin that doesn't exist. Yeah. How much do we pay here to look at these dummies run everything? Can we at least get clean water? My wife says, you're intense. I go, yeah, but I get it done. That's true. And that big nasty demo pile I was telling you about? Mm-hmm. The asbestos one? Yeah, but you know that mountainous shit? Mm-hmm. It's gone, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the feds and the state came and watched them take it out. Because I won't let it happen. If I'm on it, we're going to do it. Madam, if you can borrow $3.5 billion to paste up some roads, you could put a million or two into the jail and make it humane. There's yeah. asbestos there, peeling paint, standing water. In the psychiatric ward, there's 90 people in it making it one of the biggest holding facilities, hospitals. There's no holes in the bars, and they still have bars, for the deputies to open. Now they have to open it and hand you your meal or open it in the so handcuff. that's dangerous to them. Fuck yes, it is. Mm. They work hard. This, this, get it together. If this is serious, that's exactly where you want to go. And then Oakland County. Knowing people been there. You got people sleeping on the floors. Do your job. Amen. The markets. Ooh. Oh, boy. Let me remind you. <laughs> overreaction is not a strategy for the long-term investor. Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth. Call him. Now you need to. Now you absolutely need to. 248-663-4748 for rational financial advice. Look at the markets. The Federal Reserve cut rates by half a percent. Nothing yeah. happened. No. Coronavirus. Where does it go? Is it rational? Or is it fear like my mom says? What do you do? Do you get into bonds? Do you hold your stocks? Do you roll it over? What do you do? Call Luke Nowak at Pinnacle Wealth. I recommend him. Sit there and guess. I'm in my basement with my wife going, oh my God. I talked to Luke. Get advice, get a strategy, position you and your investments, retirement, and your baby's college plan. Get her there. Think long term. Securities Investment Advisory Service offer through Roller Associates. Member of Finance, BBC Roller Life Associates, and Assembly and Entities and Marketing Names. Product of Service Reference here in Independence Inc. Inc. Hey, it's not over. This is the time I'm telling you. People aren't. It's not over. So this, if you if, if you didn't call or get some type of financial advice prior, this is the time to do it. I don't care what you have or what you don't have. Mm. Do not be fooled into thinking that this isn't going over. to impact you. At oh every my, level. This, you know, we'll, we'll get to this after we get to Chris, but okay. this is the biggest news, I think. Okay. Right? Something, something mega. Bob and I were talking about, you know, what, what do you do with your retirement account? And I know a lot of people don't have one, right? And if you have a pension, right. who knows if you'll have one. If you'll get it, yeah. And we were talking like, 
Bob's like, do I move it out of this because the opportunity's there? And I'm like, dude, I think long term, man. I'm 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 not I'm not trying to guess the market and and right. you need somebody. And you don't overreact. It has to be strategic, but you gotta talk to somebody who knows. And there's right. there's there is a way right now mm-hmm. where you can you can put money in your pocket right now. Hall Financial wants you to know that mortgage rates are at an all time low. The average thirty year fix fell to under three point three, the lowest ever recorded. By Freddie Mac. Our friends at Hall Financial want you to know that people are lining up to save money and social, <laughs> and not just toilet paper, <laughs> toilet but mortgages, right? right? <laughs> well, and water, sure. This one, you don't have to go to the store to do it. You can simply call 248-308-5000 or go to davidhallmortgage.com. Get around to it now. Hall's processing time is nearly half its competitors. They work to your schedule and your needs. You'll see. And I, uh, yeah. Getting my kitchen done. It's on hold right now, but taking advantage of that, taking some equity out, and the cost is going to be lower than it's ever been. You know what I mean? And then you can call Luke. Is it wise to hold debt if there's inflation on the horizon? I won't go into it now. That's for the experts, but, you know, I studied economics. He's the expert, though. Yeah. Call him. Get started by calling Hall at 248-308-5000 or go to davidhallmortgage.com, equal housing lender, NMLS. One four six seven four three five, and uh, yeah, Cabrera on the line. Yeah. Before I do that, Northwestern Tech, the heating and cooling school in Southfield. These are jobs that last, it's not true. service jobs, right? Not cheap finance jobs. You know, bubble economy. You're actually working for a living, doing something. Career, right. And getting paid. And getting paid. (laughs) Getting paid well. Most grads are earning forty to 50000 after one year. And many grads start their own businesses afterwards. And those people are coming to my home. That's for real. Right? Learn HVAC, a skilled trade, in 10 and a half months. Over 50% of training is hands-on. Over 90% of graduates get jobs in HVAC. That's last year's numbers. Mm -hmm. Four hours a day, four days a week. Classes offered early, midday, later, so you can work while learning a skilled trade. Classes start March 18th. Go to Northwestern, ooh, tech.edu. Call them. Make sure the classes are on. I, I, I didn't mean, ask They them. may be online, but they, I'm sure they'll, they'll figure it out. Okay, go to northwesterntech.edu, the HVAC school that works. And you know who else is hiring. Do you guys know who else is hiring? Who? Border Patrol in the Rio Grande sector. Nice. Let's apply. Hey, Cabrera. Yeah, how's it going? Real good, bro. Um, Chris Cabrera, uh, uh, how do I say it, dude? So you're not a, what's your title? I'm a vice president for the National Border Patrol Council. Yeah, I was going to say big swing and dick on the border, but, you know, you have to say you're speaking as a union guy and not for the government, correct? Yeah, that's correct. My brother. Um, Hey, Chris. Good to talk to you again. This is Bob. Yeah. Likewise. How you been? Good, good, good. And here's your girlfriend, Chris. It's Karen. <laughs> hey, Chris. <laughs> hey, Karen. You're awesome. I love listening to you guys. Well, thank you. I think the same about you. Chris, do you do you actually listen to us way down there from way up here? Yeah, you know, I I, I, I you know, usually catch it like a day or two after it airs. I I put it on the, the podcast and, uh, and I listen to it while I'm patrolling. Fucking hey, Nice. That's... Man, the modern world's a trip, isn't it? That's awesome. You gotta love it. So, listen, um, you guys are hiring, aren't you? 
Oh, yeah. We're always hiring, Cal. We, we never sleep. That's true. Well, listen, I mean, it's the, it's a, I want to do it quickly, but I, I, there's so much to talk about. Number one, um, the migrant season begins about now, right? March. Yeah. It's, yeah, the migrant season begins about now. Unfortunately, we haven't had much of an off season in the last maybe four or five years, but traditionally, yeah, it, we'll, we'll get a little spike right about now. Okay, and uh, what's happening down there? Because we're in an election year, and you're not all of a sudden hearing anything about the border. And that was, you know how the news cycle goes. Fill us in. Up here on the northern border, what's going on on the southern border? Well, you know, we were getting, you know, hammered just for the last, you know, four, five, six years. And then they came with the uh, Remain in Mexico. So anybody that gets caught crossing illegally um, and puts in for some type of asylum, not, I guess not everybody, but the majority will have to go back to Mexico and wait there until uh, the um, until their cases uh, goes through the court system. And then they get a, a yay or nay and, and then go from there. So, so that has really cut our apprehensions down tremendously. That's amazing because, you know, when I met you and we, we did a film and in my book, Shit Show, you know, get the number six in Poland last year. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> that absolutely was a smart solution. We have such a treaty with Canada. If a foreign national comes to United States soil from your soil, you're required to take them back. And we didn't have that arrangement with Mexico, right? Yeah, and, and it made no sense why, why we didn't have that arrangement. And, it, you know, if you know, I, I get it, you know, uh, times are hard all over the place. But, I mean, if you're fleeing one country, then, you know, any other safe country uh, should suffice as long as it's not that one that you're afraid of. And I think that w- that's had an effect of Mexico taking care of its southern border with Central America, right? Yeah, not only that, uh, they're they're taking care of the northern border, too. So the ones that squeak through um, and they're uh, trying to cross from Mexico into the U.S. Are, are running into the Mexican military, and they are actively patrolling up there for, obviously, people, smugglers, uh, and uh, whether it's human smugglers or, or drug smugglers. So, in, in effect, Trump's strategy on the border, in your opinion, has worked in terms of just the, the, the mass of humanity. You know, I, I know I know not everybody's a fan of President Trump. Um, I, it has worked because we haven't had. I think we just and, and so he's been having to, you know, implement these types of policies in order to put a, if a for lack of a better term, a bandaid on a broken leg until we can get Congress to actually, um, you know, do the unheard of is is is, is work for their money. <laughs> Please, bro. The unheard of. All right, coronavirus. Let me see if I can set this up. The conditions in those holding facilities for migrants were abominable, right? There's international outrage. Uh, the, the, the conditions you were exposed to in those places, outrageous. What are we seeing now? Yeah. Is it fixed? What's going on? You know, in 2013, I mean, we, we absolutely got just, I mean, overrun. Um, and then it just continued, and we got a processing center. Um, little by little, we, we worked our way up to a, a normal spot where um, we, we have one station down here that's designated for uh, people that are sick, uh, not necessarily, you know, coronavirus sick. Those are going to go to the hospital. But anybody with any type of, like, say, chicken pox or, or the measles or something, we can separate them from the rest of the, the general population. Um, we have uh, hot showers now. We have, uh, you know, laundry facilities because, 
you know, traditionally border patrol, we're, we're only holding somebody for, you know, a day or two. So there's really no need for uh, hot showers. There's really no, uh, no need for laundry facilities, but now people are ending up staying longer just because of the backlog. So now we have all those things set in place. So, and, and uh, quite honestly, I, I told you this yesterday, um, we owe a lot of this to, to the media because you guys came down here, you heard our story and you put it out worldwide. I mean, we had reporters from Norway, from Denmark, from China, you name it. People were coming in to, to see what was going on, broke that story. And uh, if we hadn't had that, we'd still be in the same condition. So the conditions are good for you, the um, officers, and the migrant people. Yeah, you know, I, I think as, as as best as they as they can be. Obviously, everything can always get better. Sure. Um, we're we're trying to get you know you know better barriers in our vehicles because we just have like you know the law enforcement the the little cage that little you know that partition, but it's 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 not uh, it, it's like a like a, a wire, like a bar, like a metal bar, bars in there. So obviously, you know, if they sneeze, it can come in, into into our part. So we're we're trying to retrofit vehicles, get blowers in the back to take the air out if somebody's sick. Um, you know, we're always concerned from a union standpoint, making sure that there's enough prote- personal protective equipment like uh, gloves, face masks, hand sanitizer, Lysol, and all that. So um, the, the Border Patrol, we, you know, with the union, we, we battle the, the headquarters quite a bit, but... Um, they're they're really you know trying to push out everything they can to to protect our guys because it's you know we're 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 it I mean we're the first ones seeing a lot of these people and are you guys worried about the coronavirus are you, there are a lot of uh, well it's a worldwide thing so it knows no nationality but you do have a lot of Chinese nationals that come through um, any training in any what's going on with the coronavirus and you guys hey, you know we we get our training um, you know as a matter of fact I was in training yesterday. Um, training. You know, hmm. uh, well, I was doing some uh, EMT training, and you know, part of the, the coronavirus was touched on. And you know, what I'm more concerned about more than anything is, is I mean, everybody's just flocking to the stores and taking all the damn toilet paper. Yeah, that's you know? what I, I, I was going to ask. That. Is that is that is that hysteria down there as well? And how is that impacting you on the pro- on the professional side? I mean, certainly you have to be protected as officers, but because up here we can't find anything. Anyway, yeah, it's the same way down here, and, and what concerns me is obviously if if they start, you know, um, quarantine folks or, or or everybody stay at home like they're doing with colleges from, and you know everybody has them, and then on top of that, I'm going to have to work. I can't be home with the family because somebody's got to. We don't we don't have that luxury of hey, we're all off today uh, because uh, we got to work from home. You know, we, we can't do that. So. Hey, hey, Chris, um, Chris, yeah. Dig this though. Okay, that's from home. Right? That's the panic. Yeah, you guys are as crazy as we are. Let me go back to what you just said, though. Some media shine some light on the conditions. They improved for the detainees and the officers. There are showers for everybody. There are places to get clean. There's an infirmary. You're retrofitting trucks. You have masks. What if I told you on the northern border, our county jail... The showers don't work. There are not masks. There is not sanitizer. What if I told you yeah. that? And, and, you know, that, you know that, that is a failure on the leadership of those facilities because it's, it's obviously it's a health concern. You know, you don't want uh, inmates getting sick because then they infect other inmates, they infect employees. Um, and then, you know, what do you do with them? You send them to hospitals, now you have to split your resources. The other part of that is if you don't have showers, um, not just the disease, but the, the safety issue. You know, people get irritated when they're, you know, cooped up. Obviously, you're in jail. You're going to be cooped up. 
But if you can't get a shower, you can't get clean, tempers are going to run hot, and you're going to have more assaults on those officers. And, and that just shouldn't be. I mean, you guys, correction officers, they got a tough enough job already, and not providing them with the resources to hold really bad elements of the community, that's, that's not a good sign. But, I mean, hey, we are hiring down here, you know, so. Would you agree with me? I know you haven't seen them, but if what I tell you is true, is that a societal emergency, the way we're running our shit? Yeah, it, it is because, you know, one, for the folks that are in there, and and just uh, it, it, it just creates, um, it's on multiple levels. It's on the health level and it's on the safety level. And, uh, you know, those officers that are, that are working those jails, they're outnumbered to begin with. And then now you got worried about people getting sick. Now you're going to have less people showing up for work because they're sick. You're going to have people quitting. And then the ones that, that are loyal and, and healthy and they stick around and stay there, now they're at risk. Because, uh, you know, the, the, the guys behind the, the desk, um, they, they just don't want to do their job. Well, you, they, they, they think that everything is that Those guys, they'll, they'll figure it out. And that's not how it's supposed to be. In your capacity as a union representative, not as a government employee, do you feel comfortable delivering a message to my governor telling her to fix those goddamn jails and you're doing it? with other union brothers and sisters who work a very similar and difficult job as you. You want to drop a message to her? Yeah, 100%. Her name is Gretchen Whitmer, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Go ahead. Yeah, Governor Whitmer, hey, you know, you got to clean up that, you know, you got to give these employees what they need because if not, they won't be employees for long. Um, They they have a very difficult job, and if you don't take care of them, somebody else will. Another thing, you are talking about taking your um, medical courses yesterday. Want to hear what New York City did? Effective immediately? The following types of calls will not receive a first responder response, meaning there's EMTs, but firefighters get there first. They're medically trained. Here's what New York City, effective immediately, will not respond to. Let me give it to you. Fever, cough, anaphylactic shock, rash, fever, fever, cough, asthma attack, asthma attack, chest pains, fevers and coughs, breathing difficulties, uh, epilepsy, fever, rash, unconsciousness, cardiac inside, outside, in transit, unconscious inside, outside, in transit. New York City told its firefighters during this corona outbreak, you're not to do it. You want to know what Detroit told its firefighters? What's that? They haven't told them shit, dude. This- yeah, that's just, yeah, I mean... I think people forget that, you know, as as first responders, we work for the community. You know? I mean that that's our that's what we're there for. That that's who we're there to serve. You know, and um, it's honorable, bro. As, yeah, as as, as 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 minor as a issue I may think that somebody has to them, it's the most important thing on the face of the earth at that time. And and for us to downplay it, I mean that that's just that's unfair. Absolutely. And now I'm going to say this before I let you go. I have respect for you and I have respect for police and first responders and fire and paramedics and the military. They, most people are scared and go running around trying to get toilet paper because they can't think straight. You're a class of person. The deputies are a class of person. The police are a class of person that go towards it when we have trouble. And when I see the government that's supposed to oversee them, employs them, pays them, and orders them places, failing, I can't let it stand. So, you know, thanks for doing the job. 
and uh, keep in touch, Holmes, and I'll send you a Coney kit. Stay safe, hey, Chris. I appreciate that, and uh, you guys keep doing what you're doing. I'm trying to convince my wife that we need to transfer up to Detroit, but I'm not a cold-weather girl, so, but... <laughs> I appreciate what you guys do, and, and I meant that by you guys getting the word out. You guys are our voice. You guys never heard of us before 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 the media came in and started talking, so we, we owe it to you guys, and we thank you very much. You're welcome, brother. We'll talk to you. Stay safe, Chris. Right. Stay safe, thank Chris. You, it was great talking tell, to you. Tell the bad guys not to beat anybody up, right? <laughs> make sure right. make sure the kids get clean. All right. I got you that, too. Have a good one, too. Right. He's a good guy. Yeah, you hear that? He's a very good guy. So that's the news from the border. One, traffic's down. Two, the Mexicans are cooperating. Three, people will get their day in court. Four, they cleaned up conditions. Five, everybody has a shower. They have an infirmary. So you're getting some order. Yes. Some order. We're we're Americans. It's our community, Karen. I don't know what happened to the money. I I don't think the deputies and the sheriff mismanaged it or stole it. They don't get enough. We're not paying attention. It's not a priority, Charlie. And yet it's in our tax bills. But it should be. Thank you. Governor Whitmer, that is the vice president of the Border Patrol, calling it an outrage and telling you you absolutely should fix it. It's a public health emergency and you're going to stop having employees. I guess at some point, Charlie, you've got to look at the connectivity of things. And if you aren't looking at it, the people around you should be making you aware of it. Like, it can't just be what's in front. You know, during the campaign, it was the roads. And at some point, I think we need to distinguish between which roads belong to whom. Because there are some state responsibility, but some of them are county, and a lot of them are city. city. Because our roads are horrible. But on the larger scale, you have to look at the human interest side of politics. What is government supposed to do? What are you being paid to do? And is it being done? If it's not being done, why isn't being done? And if you're responsible for it, then do it. Priorities. That's it. And again, I mean, jail's not a place you look. And uh, me, I'm a humanist. I'm a, I'm an American. I'm a constitutionalist. You can't have it that way. But again, times like this shine a light on where the weak spots are. And maybe, maybe, <laughs> with you know you shining light on this, as Chris indicated, maybe there'll be some increased awareness and enhanced response to those things. Maybe we'll start to see that, gee, if we don't take care of this situation here, we're creating problems on the back end. I'm all for cutting off the contributions to problems. You know, let's stop responding to them. Let's stop creating them. Amen. Fuck. Should I pass the plate? You should should just, you should. Run for office. you've, You've got, you've got, you've got a lot of experience. I mean, you're. But Charlie, trying to juggle I'm, a bankrupt city. Yeah. But Charlie, I'm like you. I've lived in this community all my life. I see the people. I'm not afraid of the people. I'm one of the people. I mean, I am. And so I want things to be right. I want things to be fair. Um, I don't think it's the government's responsibility to save everything and everybody. But I do think it is a government's responsibility to do what it's paid to do. Yes. I, I, I do. Amen. I mean, that's it. You know, Amen. Um, yeah. that's just that's how I feel. Man, I, you know, I've said. 
That's how it should be. I'm in there shaking hands and stuff, and I'm like, well, Yeah, I heard you were a rock star in there. <laughs> I'm a rock star in the can, man. Yeah, they were like, Charlie LaDove. Hey, but the, I read your story, too. The guy slid the, the, the cockroach under, like, look at this. Yeah, he and, slid a cockroach under the cell and door. Charlie took off his shoe to measure the size of it with his big toe. It was indeed the size of a, I can accurately say it was the size of a big toe. But see, this is Jeez. also why you're able to extract information and expose situations, for better or worse, that many won't do because you aren't afraid now how many people are going to pull off their shoe to measure the size of a cockroach to their toe but you Very know few. You, you had to do that to, to to quantify your story and to actually make people understand that this how wasn't big the damn yeah, thing how, was. how big because it had to it's there and it's being well fed and maintained possibly better than some of the plus uh, it's fun the inmates <laughs> plus it's fun the inmates in the can you're there it's a, a show just showed up and it's like we're talking about health so let me expose, you know, like try to get close to you in the sense that I'll take my shoe on and do that, you know. But it, nothing tops when you were with the lady, Bob. You remember that story when he was waiting for EMS and he went to McDonald's and he took oh, off yeah. his clothes. He had on a robe. He took a bath. And I was like, is Charlie really taking a bath at this lady's house? Oh, and yeah. he was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the best story ever. Well, and then we went out for McDonald's. Yeah. Came back. And they still hadn't And come. then we had to go back because it. Because the order was wrong. No ice. <laughs> and, and they still didn't come. And they those, still those didn't. Are McDonald's. No, and they still Those are McDonald's in the hood. They're, they're never yeah. right. They're and again, just to go right. back to it, a couple years ago, the current mayor's like, those days are gone. Where'd they are go? They? Until, are they? And the listeners of this show know I ran the data. No, and those days are the same. You manipulated the data. It's not good enough. Yeah. I'm sorry, Mr. Trump, not good enough. Mr. Duggan, not good enough. Ms. Whitmer, not good enough. Miss Nestle, not good enough. Not good enough. I'm not here. My wife goes, you're very intense. I said it earlier. That, I'm sorry. I've been around the world. So when you tell me nothing, hey, dude, you're a broken record, man. You're a broken record. You're losing credibility. Uh, people dump in Detroit for decades. They're corrupt for decades. I mean, move along. I'm like, fuck you. It's right, not. Because you've been places where the shit works. It's not normal. Right. But that also, in my opinion, because people tend to think very myopically. If they've never been any place or seen anything to compare it to, this is all they know. Right. Not to penalize them for that, but certainly the person who has more exposure, more experience, adds value to that perspective and that conversation. So thank you for that. shut your mouth. Shut your dirty fucking mouth. <laughs> shut your mouth. Now slap your lips right off your face. I mean it. So what are you saying? I don't know. Shut your mouth. <laughs> your dirty, filthy mouth. <laughs> Who are no. you talking to, John? Myself. Why? Just to delay, they dude. Like, if you don't like whoever you are, you don't like what I'm doing, don't listen. No, but that's it's not. It's going to, you're going to see. Charlie, people like to say things because they want to evoke a response. I mean, they do the whole, you know, uh, I don't necessarily think that's true because if they didn't like you, they wouldn't listen long enough to have anything to complain about. Yeah, yeah you know, I'm saying. Even if they didn't like like to hate you. Yeah, that's what it you is. Know. I'm but, doing it know. because we're going to get it done. Right on. And so they, I went from being know. the highest paid reporter in this town to probably the lowest paid. I'm doing it. Right. But you look at the wealth you have around you. I love it. You're in the lower level. You've got me, Bob, you, Joey. You, you you can't buy this. It's part, well, I'm not going to be able to buy anything with this economy. <laughs> it's true. Well, that's true. Because again, the old okay, ready? Breaking news, Bob. Uh, beep beep beep. Right on, right on. 
we go to American Coney Island and eat, though. By the time Bob, there you go. Bob, we almost got to American Coney Island by the time you found that sound effect. Breaking news. Breaking news. Economy shit. Yeah. It is. And like, shitting. And, uh, you know, I don't, again, not an I told you so prize. The fundamental, we've been talking about the fundamentals are whacked. They've been whacked for 10 years. So all you that graduated from the University of Cable News Talking Points, <laughs> look, let me tell you something. It's all predicated on borrowing and cheap money. So when something like, you know, my mom's <laughs> taking a tour of panic when the virus comes. Oh, naturally, the markets, because international chains, right, shipping chains and interconnectivity. Yeah, okay. It's down 5%. It's down 10%. It went down 20%. It's down 20%, yeah. The biggest drop, the quickest drop of that depth in the history of this country. What is the reaction to it? The, Panic. The European Central Banks just quintupled their, their buying of their own bonds. Wow. Quantitative easing. Mm-hmm. Printing money and buying it. Yep. To get liquidity, to get money into the market. What is Trump's reaction? Let me give out loans. Take on debt to pay your debt. You understand what I'm saying? The reason they're freaking out is corporate debt, as we've said on this show, is at an all-time high, Mm -hmm. as is household debt and government debt. Okay, but let's take the corporate debt. You borrowed money real cheap. Easy. But when there's an interruption in the economy, now in this case coronavirus, you miss some payments or your sales go down, you're in trouble. You may default on a payment or two. Right. What do you do? You cut costs. You lay people off. People, household debt, all-time high. You start missing payments. Sound familiar? Very. This is the panic. And what happens? They foreclose you in this your is house. What's, yep. this, this affects us all. 2008 all over again. So, yeah. you know, the old, you know the, again, the, the wise guy, uh, you know, amateur epidemiologist or the economist from MSNBC guy sitting on his couch. My 401k is doing great. How you liking now, bro? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. How you liking now? This is the big long-term issue. Again, the government cut taxes to the bone. Interest rates are, there's, there's no mechanism. Well, they cut taxes to the bone for the rich people. My taxes didn't go down. A little bit. A little bit. Not, not even noticeable. Not what? significantly. $20 a impact. paycheck. But there's a domino yeah. effect to this, Charlie, that this impacts. Is what I'm th- there is to the, to the average person, to the person that looks and lives like us. And that's what people are overlooking. And, and, yeah. that, and that is cause for panic. Because now, I mean, let's look, at some, let's look at the simple side of it. You now have schools out for three weeks. So, and I can't get no toilet paper. And you can't get any toilet paper. But there, there are two sides of this. There are a lot of students who only get a meal at school, that yeah. they don't have the resources at home. Welcome, Karen. No, but this is the other thing. Now you've got parents that either can't pay for child care. They, they, have to have to take, they have to stay home. Right. So they may, not, may or may not have paid time or paid sick time or whatever that is. You know, so they can stay home comfortably and still have income. So you're looking at all of these things. Let's not let that be lost in this process. I, uh, t- totally. Seriously. Totally. And, you know, I was talking to my wife about it this morning. I say at some point when real life hits you outside of the manufactured mm-hmm. human system, you got to just figure it out, man. That's true. That, that's where we're at now. That's true. Like your, your thinking is about your butt. And it's like you're going to have to figure out who's got the kids, 
how you can get to work, if you can live without the work. Sometimes God takes over. Think That's about true. that this Lenten season. But that's the other thing, too, Charlie. I know this is a little... You think about during Lent, it's a period of sacrifice. It's a period of inflection. Maybe that's what we're all supposed to be doing now. We're supposed to pull back, look at who we are, what we have, learn to do without what we don't need, ah. see, see, see how we can connect and help each other. Ah. I mean, seriously. I mean, we, we, need to, we, need to, we need to figure that out. I like that's really nice. Well, I mean, I think so. I don't it's think true. We need to, I don't think we need to be afraid of people. No, um, your phone. Your phone. That's, I, that's thought, I thought Bob was playing a soundtrack. Oh, that I'm like, that's so just, sweet. It's like angels Kirby singing. Yeah, it is. But I just, I really think Absolutely. that we need to do that. I mean, how many of we were Bob and I, Bob and I were talking? We've everybody's got. You know, you you got food, you buy food, you got a freezer full of stuff that you aren't eating. Okay, maybe you don't need to go out and buy into this. You can see what you have at home. Right. How many cans of soup do you already have? How many bags of frozen shrimp do you all? I mean, think about what you have. Boom. And think about what you can share with those who don't. Boom. Right on. How many, how long is left? What's left? Like, it's Lent lasts after, beyond this quarantine. And it can. So. Yes. Think about it, people. Take it as a spiritual moment. And All the stuff you don't need. You don't need to go out and buy, maybe you don't need to go buy anything. And I'm just right. saying just to kind of come back to a grounding point, press the reset button on our lives individually and collectively so we can go forward in a more positive, productive, and hopefully profitable manner. And as, as an American, right, as a mm-hmm. multicultural society, let me say, and if you're, you're not a Christian celebrating Lent, right. as an American— as a Christian, I'd like to say, why don't you come over and give me something? <laughs> bring me some stuff. <laughs> I'm entitled to it. I meant to bring you something. Joey's thinking about that. He's like, hmm, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> He's thinking. He's thinking. Uh, last thing before we go, let's just, uh, you know, the Michigan primary came and went. Big turnout, right, for the Democrats. Remember, the Republicans had it last time. Uh, people are engaged, right? Oh, they are. I think oh, so. Except Detroit's turnout was down. Was down, yeah. Mm. Why? Why? Like we were hearing all about South Whatever Carolina and, uh, and the Black have... Wall and why? Why? You would have thought Biden, by that narrative, would have, would have turned out more of Detroit. But he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. And Detroit turns out when they're, when they're, but the rest of interested. the rest of Michigan and all the other counties in Michigan turned out for Biden. White people, white people. I think Detroiters, and I've said this before, are just politically apathetic. I don't think that too enough of them see the connection between voting and the outcome. Disappointed in uh, in the repeated um, election of folks who don't give them even half of what they promise or what they should. I think they're just like, what the hell? I mean, I, I really do. Let's go like this. On that note, Bernie Sanders, when it, from when he ran against Hillary, lost 30% mm-hmm. yeah. of the white vote. So this, the white working class is alive. The suburbs are alive. They're going to speak to, I think, the media always loses track that basically the country goes the way white people still, because there's still a lot of them, right? But the, the <laughs> flip is this. The margin is, does Trump pull any black people? Or do black people stay at home? Because I bet you everybody's coming out. And by the time the election comes, you'll see some kind of rebound, rebound in the Dow. Oh, well, you hope. Th- this is why. I really do. We aren't careful. Yeah. Unless we, Trump's we, going to win again. That's right. 
Well, now everybody's doing the hooray, like, hey, the coronavirus and uh, look at the economy now. And like, I take no joy. And like, I, I look, I'd, I'd rather have some money and be healthy, mm-hmm. right, than I take that over running Trump out any day. But look at, you know, stat- statistics show that most people can't put their hands on $400, you know, in case of an emergency. Yeah, that one came out again. How today. crazy it is it, that? It did. What came out the other day, it used to be $1,000, so I guess that's gone down. I mean, but you have to look, you know, when you hear people are employed. And, employed, what, is, and what does that say, that it's and, going down? Exactly. Employment numbers, you know, are up, but people are working two and three jobs, you know, just to make less ends money. meet. money, yeah. Also, if, in fact, you decide to go out and eat, tip generously. And tip in cash if you can. Be, be, be thoughtful of the people who are out there working hard that need to take their money home. The other thing is, I will say this, that little uh, packages I told you to get together. Let me do it again. Bag of rice, box of bullets, pack of batteries, carton of cigarettes, bottle of scotch, five <laughs> gallons of gas, bar of soap, subscription to Netflix, and you need some, some small donations. It's, I mean, um, yep. denominational bills. You need some cash money. Now, and also, I'm hoping that this doesn't rise to the level where people really start freaking out at a criminal level. People are right. robbing people for toilet paper and water and doing what they may think they need to do to survive. Don't Excuse forget me. the survival right instinct kicks in. Box of bullets. I got mine. I got mine. I got mine. <laughs> Remember, old people stay home unless, How, what unless you can't old, afford a movie. What is old? I, oh, Over 75. You, Okay. If you're old and you don't, you don't want to go to a movie theater, do like my mom. Go to Meyer. Go to Meyer. <laughs> go to Meyer. Go to Best show in town. And remember, really, folks, if you think you've got it, call ahead. Follow their instructions. They will help you. Don't just don't just run up there. That's that's the best thing. And try to love each other. And I plan to be here next week, Karen. Even from a distance. Right there. High five with the elbow, Bob. Hold on a second. Right. Hold on. I got to sneeze. <laughs> now touch it. Now shake it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> fix it, God. I'm going to fix it. So we rolling a one, a two, a three, a four. A mother was washing a baby one night. The youngest of ten and a delicate mind. The mother was poor, and the baby was thin. Twas naught but an skeleton, covered with skin. The mother turned round, for the soap of the rack. She was only a moment, but when she turned back. A baby had gone, and in anguish she cried. Oh, where has my baby gone? The angels replied. Oh, your baby has gone down the plug. Oh, your baby has gone down the plug. The poor little thing was so skinny and thin, it should have been washed in a jug. In a jug! Your baby is perfectly happy. He won't need a bath anymore. He's a mucking about with the angels above. Not a lost, but gonna be a fool. Thank you. Do you want to do it again? <laughs>